Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Welcome, my friend, to episode number 239 of the Metal Geeks podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with... Another host. I am Brutal Dave. Welcome, my friend. And we also have... Not-so-brutal George. Not-so-brutal George. You know, what I, you know what I just realized, like, last week, guys? We, well, we haven't all been doing the show, but this show has been going on for 11 years now. Wow. That's crazy to think. That's very crazy. And you guys have been here for majority of that. Yep. Like what, eight or nine years so far? Has it been that um, long? It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, yeah, we. I, just, I always get this wrong, but we came in around like episode in like thirty or forty. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Yep. So it's uh, we we've given the story out before. It's all George's fault. Why is it my fault? Because <laughs> it usually is. Oh, okay. Well, that's oh, fair, well. I guess. <laughs> if that makes it makes you feel better, I guess. A little bit. Uh, I do want to mention something cool uh, to start off the show. If you guys are in Houston uh, next weekend, um, the 11th to the 13th of August, we are going to be doing a podcast at the Houston Film Houston Horror Film Festival uh, run by a friend of mine. And we're going to be doing a podcast uh, at five five thirty on Saturday the twelfth, we're going to be talking about uh, heavy metal and horror movies. And after we had started planning this, I found out that we have a very special guest panelist in our episode. We are going to have Sherry Curry, the lead singer from the Runaways, in our in our show. Oh, cool! That's pretty. That cool. is that is weird to me, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so weird. Runaways were, I mean, Cherry Bomb is, it's a, it's a classic track. You know what I mean? Um, not many people remember that how many people came out of that band. I was going to say many a career was many a career runaways. Yeah. Lita Ford. Mm-hmm. Have you, have Joan you guys Jett. ever Joan Jett? That's right. Uh, I've seen Joan Jett live before. Have you guys have ever, seen, have you ever seen uh, the, the movie that they did? Maybe, I don't know what, 10 years ago or something like that. I tried to. No. I got bored halfway through it. Did you really? Yeah. I'm going to sort of try to watch it, I guess, just to that and maybe another documentary. I just want to, you know, bulk up and learn some more. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, she did a movie like right in the early 80s. I, I can't remember what it's called now, but I'm looking forward to watching that, too. But yeah. Uh, Houston Horror Film Festival. It's cool. There are a lot of movies. Uh, a lot of great uh, guests are going to be there, like the cast from the Halloween. A um, bunch of different people are going to be there. It's definitely a horror-based show, which, if you know me, I'm not as big as a horror fan as a lot of people that are. Billy Zane's going to be there. Billy Zane, that's true. She's the Phantom. Awesome. Yeah. Fucking Phantoms, yeah. Well, more so for uh, Back to the Future, but yeah. Yeah. The one, dude, the one dude in the background for Back to the Future. But his names are in the credits, too. So. Huh? He's one of Biff's, uh, Biff's uh, guys, right? His cronies, yeah. yeah, one of his cronies. Yeah. I always forget that he's one of those. 
But he's uh, actually in the movie, though. I mean, in the, in the credits, I mean. The, a lot of Halloween people are going to be there. Yeah. Like, from the original movie. Mm-hmm. And the sequel. And Tom Atkins. Wow. Dude from Night of the Creeps fame. All right. Yeah. Uh, William Forsythe is going to be there. Adrian Barbeau. I mean, the kid from Child's Play, Alex Vincent. Christy Swanson from fucking Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's a good segue. Uh, Let's say if you want to check out more about the show, go to Houston. I'm going to look up the address. HoustonHorrorFilmFest.com. We will be there Saturday, August 12th at 530 to 630. But if you're in Houston and you like horror stuff, come and check it out. Um, The segue you did was Buffy there. I I would uh, be remiss if we didn't start the show talking about this. Um, PB Herman, Paul Rubens passed away this week at the age of 70. Yeah. Uh, it's very sad. He, he was, he was my childhood, man. I'll tell you that much. You're a big uh, playhouse watcher. I was a big playhouse fan, but I was a big, uh, big fan of big adventure. Really? Oh yeah. I watched uh, Pee Wee's playhouse, uh, pretty consistently. I remember we had the, uh, they had done a Christmas special that we had recorded and I used to watch that like every Christmas season when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, that was that was a big movie for me when I was a kid. It's Some still one of, it's still one of my favorites. I mean, it's it's great. It ever epitomizes well. the line of "Is there a basement in the Alamo?" Yeah, <laughs> so, the Alamo oh, actually posted about that I, too. I was gonna bring that did up. You? Did you see that? <laughs> I did. No, I, I didn't it, see that. The, Al- the yeah. actual Alamo uh, did a tribute to to Pee Wee Herman because um, they. Um, sh- Everybody in the dog has got, probably gone there and asked for the where the basement is. They said every day, <laughs> every day. I'm sure in their post they said every day we get asked. I'm surprised. And, is Tim Burton said anything about the passing of uh, Paul? Rubin? I don't. I don't know. It's a great question. Um, He's busy rolling around with Monica Bellucci. Is is he? Is that his new squeeze now? Yeah. Oh wow! All right. I didn't know that was they were uh, together. I thought he was still trying to patch things up with Helena, Helena Bonham Carter. I think that's how you say her name. Well, so, he, I was surprised by it because he broke routine because he he'll, his routine is that you know cast somebody in my movies for a while and then enter a relationship with them. Well, like he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't make movies anymore. You mean like Rob Zombie? <laughs> or, or no, he just he just cast his around. wife and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my one of my favorite pieces of of, of Pee Wee knowledge is um, a lot of people might not know this, but in Star Tours, the original Star Tours, he was the voice of Captain Rex. But it wasn't Rex originally, but they've gone back and sort of retconned that. Um, and then when he got replaced by C-3PO in the new adventures, he finally got a new job over at Ogus Cantina at Galaxy's Edge. So if you've ever gone into the cantina, uh, Rex, Paul Rubens, is the actual voice of uh, the DJ Rexer. And he was actually in a, a Rebels episode, too, if you yeah, remember that. I do remember that's that. Cool. I'm glad they kept him around. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's cool. He was also uh, another movie that I watched a lot when I was a kid. I know what you're going to say. Uh, do you? Mm-hmm. Flight of the what Navigator. Movie? Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, that is correct. Oh yeah, that's right. He was the voice of the robot. Yep. Uh-huh. I think that was kind of like the the uh, 
the nexus of him being the voice of the uh, yeah right Star Tours thing probably. So he went. He was going. He went by. Uh, he was credited as Paul Mall in that. If I remember <laughs> oh really correctly. yeah I, I think that's remember right. that. Paul Mall yeah at least he wasn't yeah, he also just, it's also cool to see like him randomly pop up in other stuff too did you guys ever see mystery men yeah yeah i oh, loved yeah. that movie that movie was great he was great in that movie the soundtrack's terrible but yeah well it was late 90s dude what do you expect <laughs> um but one of my favorite things that he ever did was like the very first hbo special that he did which was like the adult precursor to what peewee's playhouse would turn into it was very cool mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you guys ever seen that? No, I don't. I've, know. I think I've seen clips from it, um, but the I've never adult version never of Pee Wee's Playhouse. It. Yeah, it was a HBO special. It was before Playhouse came out, uh, and it was uh, it was just a more a more adult oriented comedy. No, I did so not. Same character. My, under- no. my understanding is that uh, well, it's been corrected just since his passing. Um, but my understanding had been that the Pee-wee character, the, like the stage stuff that he had been doing with the Pee-wee character was adult oriented, mm-hmm. but he actually said, no, Pee-wee has always been for kids, but he's also always been for adults. And so when he used to do the stage shows, the matinees were family friendly, but the late night shows were not, uh-huh. but to him, to him, the Pee Wee character was always intended for children. It's just that there's different levels of Pee Wee, I guess. Cool. I didn't know that either. I'll just yeah, drop so knowledge bombs on Pee Wee. It, it looks like it's uh, streaming on Mac, so I, I would I would encourage everybody to check it out and watch that. It's the really uh, special, the Pee Wee yeah. special. Yeah. I'll add it to my list. So, yeah, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, fuck cancer. That's all I can say. Uh, well, rest- and I'll, I'll point out as well that yeah. it was really, I think it was really interesting that he didn't, he wasn't public. No, he, he no. was quiet about it for a very long time. And, uh, it, you know, and Norm MacDonald did that mm-hmm. um, to an extent, I think. I think he was more open shortly beforehand, but. Uh, yeah, he did that really, that long comedy, that one take comedy special thing during yeah. COVID. But uh, somebody pointed out that uh, for Paul Rubens to do that uh, and to go through this quietly and not make a deal out of it was him continuing to look out for his fans that mm. he, that he wouldn't want his fans to see Pee Wee waste away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's an interesting point. Um, and apparently, like every all of the like tributes and stuff that I've read from other celebrities and people who just random people who met him over time and stuff that I've seen over the last few days, that apparently he was just a real sweetheart. He was a really yep. nice guy, a really good friend to a lot of people. That's what I've uh, heard. I, I heard yeah. uh, Cohen and talking about him on his show today. Um, yeah, just I mean that would have been somebody really cool to have met, just because he he loved what he was doing and he loved his, his character so much and he loved his fans so much, you know, and that's sort of mm-hmm. rare out there, but yeah. Especially for him to have such a, cause I, obviously he's had a, a career outside of Wee, a pretty extensive one, but that's who everyone immediately associates with him with, yep. but he's just 
that he embraced the character that much for so long, uh, I think really shows how much he loved that character as well. I, I mean, he people didn't know he was Paul Rubens for a long I was, time. Yeah, I was going to say that. I remember um, the. I remember when he was doing uh, the like late night talk shows promoting Mystery Men when that was yeah. coming out. I remember, he, I can't remember which one it was, if it was Letterman or Leno or one of those, but he came out and he wouldn't talk for a while. And then when he finally spoke, he was speaking as himself, as yeah. Paul Rubens, not as Pee Wee Herman, which was like the first time in a public venue like that he had spoken as himself, not as Pee Wee Herman. It's like hearing Teller talk for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the heck? You're talking I, to me? What's going on? I, I've I've met teller and me dude, too dude won't shut up if you get him talking it's true <laughs> he, he really uh, we, we saw him in vegas and they do a meet and greet afterwards i'm sure when you saw him here they do the same thing but yeah pen pen's really nice too we talked to him a little bit but like teller was just talking to everybody which is weird because he's like he's always he always has to shut up so get him going you know Uh, my wife just texted. He said, "She said, Teller, the master of selfies. That is true. <laughs> he would take everybody's phone and and do selfies." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, rest in peace to uh, Paul Rubens, aka PB Herman. Um, one of the we legends. We say thank man. you. We say yes. thank you. I I've been meaning to rewatch uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure for a yep. while now. I own it. I just haven't spun it spun it up yet. But I'm probably going to watch it this weekend. Uh, Big Top Pee-wee, maybe not. I was about to say, do you guys remember the sequel that they tried to do? I, I vaguely remember seeing it on TV, but I don't remember it being good. They did I watched another. it a couple of years ago because I'd never seen it before. Yeah, It's not very good. What? They <laughs> did another movie. In it. They did a movie in... Netflix. Like it was a Netflix movie. Yeah. yeah. No, the Netflix one's good. Yeah. Is like, it? I, yeah, the Netflix one is good. It's very, it's very in the spirit of Big Adventure. Yes, it, it's very much a follow up to Big Adventure, but no, Big Top Pee Wee kind of weak. <laughs> was Big Top Pee Wee was that uh, the same team? Was it Tim Burton? No, no, I don't think no. I don't think it was no. Tim Burton. They were just capitalizing on the popularity of that movie to yeah. rush out a sequel. I don't even remember it going to theaters. It could have been I'm like sure one of those direct to video sequels. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on. Let's take a look at what we have scheduled for today. Uh, I know we have some movies that we would like to discuss, but I want to talk about some gaming stuff really quick. Uh, have you guys been gaming anything recently? No, not much. I've been um, I've been replaying uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order. Okay, Wolfenstein. Uh, I just been in a mood to shoot fascists you know <laughs> i mean if there ever was a time now would be it after uh-huh. you see the indiana jones movie what, there's nothing better than that right <laughs> yeah i i like those wolfenstein movie or games they're really cool they should i i've always said they should make a movie about they, they kind of did what, what was they, that one movie should. that what was that one movie that came out that uh it was supposed to be like a cloverfield movie but they changed their mind at the last second and it was like uh, World War Two soldiers uh, stuck the, behind enemy line with the zombie Nazis. That one, it's sort there weren't there weren't zombies. There were uh, like there were like genetically mutating their soldiers, and 
Okay. They had to like blow up the lab before, you know, I don't know, before it gets loose. I forget what it's called. Shit. I don't, yeah, I, I don't remember the name of that. Oh, one. I do know what you're talking about. It's going to come to me later. It had uh, the guy from Sun in it. Yeah, it had the guy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Uh, yes. I don't remember the name of that movie either. What the hell's that? Are you guy? looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up now. I didn't realize that was going to be a Cloverfield movie. It was supposed to be, and then they changed their mind at the last hmm. second. So, uh, have you played the Clo- uh, Cloverfield games before? <laughs> the the Wolfenstein games before, Dave? Overlord. Yeah, I've played... Uh, That's Overlord. The That's yes. the name of the movie. Yeah. Have you seen that yet, Dave? No. You oh. should, man. It's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty decent. I agree like, with him on this one. That it's like that was the movie that convinced me that Wyatt Russell is a, like a carbon copy of his, of his dad, Kurt Russell, because he's doing mm. uh, John McCready the thing the whole entire time. Oh yeah, okay, uh, for sure. But yeah, I have I've played um, I've played these Wolfenstein games before. I missed the one that was from like two thousand nine or whatever. Mm-hmm. The they did like a reboot. That was it. Was just called Wolfenstein. Oh, right, right, I think, right. I forgot about I that. Didn't, one. I never played that one. Uh, that wasn't really. It's not in the real the 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 real timeline or whatever. It was like a a reboot or. Yeah, I well, I don't know because I didn't play it, but it seems like uh, the New Order and New Colossus are, I think, based off of it. Um, okay. I think there's. I I'm not sure, but I replaying through the new order it's like there's characters in here that they act like you're supposed to know who they are um and so i can only gotcha. assume they came from that that one um, did you did you see dave that there's a john romero autobiography coming out oh that ought to be self-aggrandizing and you can actually order pre-order a, an autographed copy for of it too I bet you can. <laughs> uh, look, okay. So John Romero is a genius. Um, uh, if you don't know who, who we're talking about, John Romero was the like original level designer for Doom, and he's worked on a whole lot of other, mostly first-person shooter games since then. He's a brilliant game and level designer, um, but like Doom made him a rock star, and he's never forgotten it. He apparently has something of a big head. <laughs> about himself and his contributions to the industry. So yeah, uh, he can, he can get a little uh, prima donna, I guess I've heard. So I've heard, I've never met the guy, but that that's the reputation that he's got. So I'm sure an autobiography is, uh, I'm sure it's colorful. Right. I, w- I would like to hear that audio book now. <laughs> Uh, what about you, George? You've you been playing anything? No, I haven't been playing any video games recently. Okay. That's okay. Sorry. Too many movies. I've been still playing that damn, speaking of Doom, the Doom uh, iPhone game. Yeah. Uh, I can't give up on that. <laughs> I play it like every day. I, uh, Mostly every I, day. I, I haven't played in the last like two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick it back up. But I, I put it down for a while. Uh, I have been playing a lot of uh, Pokemon Go recently. Oh, really? So, Pokemon. Yeah. I'm loading up my game right now. I am at level 64 finally. Okay. I just beat level stage 7 today. 
but you know, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't try it every day. I always just grind and try to build on my characters and shit. So, mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of games that I would like to talk to, uh, talk to you guys about first. I got back in Diablo four. I put it down for a little bit, but Justin and Christian Renner, uh, sort of pulled me back into it because there's a seasonal content. Now I started a new character and there's a metal geeks clan in the game. It's uh, and if you play Diablo four, come join it. Uh, we have a lot. We've been playing a few times. I actually bought headset uh, like so I could play, which I didn't have that before. The first time we tried to play, uh, which we're, we're texting through Facebook. I'm like, yeah, that does not work. I'm going to get a headset. So I bought the cheapest one I could pretty much get. It was like 20 bucks, you know, but yeah, Diablo four. It's fun. It's a, it looks really good. It's a grind. Of course, like, I, I was going through the whole dungeon last night and I got to this end boss that I could just not beat. It was just like, holy crap. Just kicking my butt. Uh, I picked a barbarian on this run through, which might have not been the the smartest idea. He's really slow and not not super powerful, but Justin, our good friend, the metal detector, is playing a barbarian and he's like leveled up like all the way and just like kicking ass, you know? So... I tried it. I don't know yet. Uh, the other, no, both the other games I want to talk about are on Switch. And George, you might like one of them, uh, the Disney Illusion Island. Uh, I saw a review for this. It looks fun, uh, yeah. but I hear it's just kind of like plain Jane. Like it gets old really quick. So what it is? It's a Metroidvania uh, search, and you have to get new powers and all this kind of stuff. Eat to get past different things, but there's no, there's no enemies you fight. You just avoid obstacles and enemies in the game. It's really cute. It's uh really well done. Um, I hear it's a lot of fun in a co-op. Uh, yeah, way. I haven't tried a co-op yet, but yeah, I would imagine because you can play at the four player co-op because there's Mickey, Minnie, Donald and goofy. Is it like couch co-op or do you have to co-op online? Do you know, you know, I don't know. Uh uh hey kim can you bring me the the case we'll take a look oh. uh, that, would, that would make all the difference for me because if it's something i could play with Catherine, then yeah I might, I might pick it up but if it's like i can only play on uh, play with somebody who also has a switch then maybe not right online i i had a, a gift card so i got it pretty cheap and it's still worth it uh let's see yeah tv one to four players oh cool so it yeah, is a couch co-op cool. game yeah I guess you you still have to have controllers, but yeah, we have two, we have two controllers. There you go. Uh, you might enjoy it. I mean, it's really cute. It's done like the the last cartoon style, so it's really stylistic and really and it's fun. Do they um, use the voices from the recent cartoon? They do. Nice. They do. Yeah. So uh, you already, they, you already played the game. Um, I'm. Maybe an hour and a half into it, maybe two hours. I got sidetracked by this next game I want to talk about. Dr. Fetus's meat, Mean Meat Machine. It's hard to say. Dr. Fetus's Mean Meat Machine. That's correct. You said it. It is uh, set in the the Meat Boy universe. Oh, okay. And it's I, remember, a, I remember Meat Boy. That was a fun game. It was hard. Oh, yeah. Very much so. It's a, it's, so it's a match three game uh, if you ever played the original like dr robotnik's mean bean machine so yeah. you have like these little 
little guys, little and there's different colors. You have to match them up. You hit you hit four or five or whatever. And but the thing about this game is each level has different traps and different. There's spikes and there's things coming at you. Uh, it's fucking addicting. It's one of the most addicting puzzle games I think I've ever played in my life. It's just a lot of fun. And you could play you could play a level and just try over and over and over and over. And when you finally get it, you get that that really good sense of satisfaction that you beat the fucking level, you know what I mean? It's it's a lot of fun. And it's only like ten bucks normally. I got it on sale for like seven ninety nine. Totally worth it. Totes. Yeah, with like I mean if if it if it's challenging in the way that Super Meat Boy was, oh, yeah. it, anytime you beat a level, it feels like a celebration because you yeah. you, act, you actually accomplished something. That's I how think I feel I'm, about a Cuphead. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, yeah. definitely. It's a uh, I I believe I'm like level a world two, like a level eight or nine, something like that. But man, game's a lot of fun. That's that's it for my gaming. Uh, do we want to talk about Secret Invasion at all? Have you guys watched? Oh man, I haven't watched anything past episode four. <laughs> oh my god, I, I kind of like got bored and stopped watching. So I, when I watch shows like that, even though I, I finish them, right? This this show didn't fucking go anywhere. It was shot well. It would look, look good, but the storyline, I don't even think they even knew where, where they wanted to go. I get, I get it that there were scrolls living on earth and not to spoil it, but one of the major Marvel characters had been a scroll. Maybe it, for a, it was Rhodey, right? Maybe, maybe for a long time, that character was a scroll. Um, I, for what I understand he, he's been a scroll since uh, civil war. Yes. Yeah. When he got, he got blown out of the sky. Yep. I was about to say that, but uh, does that mean Rhodey wasn't really there when uh, Iron Man died, when uh, Tony Stark died. That's probably what it does mean. That's that's the problem is uh, I, I haven't watched Secret Invasion, but I heard about this and mm. that it throws a lot of stuff in the wider and it, it make it creates problems in. Yeah, <laughs> they're 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 going to have to do some retconning to actually make this work because it doesn't actually make sense. And they made mm. one of the one of the characters is now like one of the strongest characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and that's uh uh Amelia Clark's character. I can't remember her name in the in the in the show, but uh, she's a super scroll. She's a super scroll now because she got the DNA of every fucking major bad character though. So there's like there's a Groot in there, Thanos is in there, all of Thanos is like How do they get the Ebony. DNA of Thanos? Fucking um uh uh what's his name? Samuel Jackson. I can't. What's his, what's his name? Holy crap! Nick Fury. Nick Fury. I just had like a brain fart on Nick Fury. Nick Fury had all this DNA for some reason. How did and Nick Fury get Thanos' DNA? He wasn't even on planet when it happened. Don't don't ask how Nick Fury gets shit. He gets shit done, son. That's it. <laughs> okay. I, I did. Know. There was one episode. I, I there was one episode I did watch that I thought was pretty good. And it was the episode where it like has to deal with his uh, love interest, and you find out right. that she was a scroll the whole entire yep. time. I thought that was episode was pretty good, boring but good. They 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 re they go back to that. There was nothing. 
I was hoping like the end of the the, the show would like directly link into the Marvels movie. No, because he, he goes back up to space with his who was his wife, girlfriend, whatever. Oh, is and, that how it ends? Yeah, and that was it. I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I don't need to watch it now. No, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. The, they fight the bad guy and. Uh, they defeat the bad guy. And How do they kill a super scroll? With he's another like, super scroll? He, he's essentially invincible. How how would you fight a, a super scroll? You can't with another he, super with another super scroll. But he has like super healing powers. Well, there's there's well, unless they blow him up. I mean, there's a there was a way. I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember how they did kill him. <laughs> I will be. They did. I remember it, but I don't remember how. Like I know it happened. There was a big fight, and then he was no longer alive. Typical, very Marvel fashion. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to Marvels because I like the characters in it. But man, that new trailer is terrible. It didn't do anything right, <laughs> and they, they used the same Beastie Boy song, which I like that version of it, but. It's cool. I mean, I thought their last trailer was good, except this new one's terrible. I, th- I think it's rough. I think it's the worst Marvel trailer I've ever seen. Have you guys seen Guardians of, of the Galaxy Volume 3 yet? Yeah, no? well, I saw it in theaters. It's on theater. It's now streaming on uh, Disney Plus as well. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So, good to know. Yeah, it, that's a good movie. There's parts of it that you know, we're a little heavy handed, but I did like it a lot. Definitely better uh, than part two. The trailer for season two of Loki came out. That is true. Um, that, that looks pretty close. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm looking forward all the stuff. I'm just looking forward to Deadpool three now. Well, you're gonna have to wait a minute. Cause that's I gonna, know it's not going to come out for a while. Yeah. They had a halt production of, of that too. Yeah, we're not going to get into all the uh, the SAG after oh, the, the strike. Yeah, yeah, all, everything's canceled until the SAG and right just, strike. There, there's some. There's like a small list of like some independent movies, and that's about it. Right, but those are like independent movies that are not dealing with studios directly, with the exactly. exception of eight twenty eight twenty four. So they're eight twenty four. They able to continue, or yeah, they have a handful of uh, productions that are still got exemptions from the uh, how do they get exempt if they have sag after members in there because they're an they're an independent company they're not part of the big i'm gonna pull a george here are they now yeah they're pretty they're pretty small i I mean mean, they might be an independent company but they're huge though well they're the most popular independent company out there let's yeah okay i'll go with that and Uh, also one of their movies recently won an oscar so which one was that? The the whale? Everything everywhere. Oh, well, that's, I forgot that was them. Yeah, yeah. They do TV ser- series now too, right? They also do video games as well. What? Yeah. What game? I don't remember, but I will tell you here in a second. I did not know that. Yeah. Is it is it Doom Eternal? I don't know. I'm gonna find out. <laughs> um, we're gonna get into uh, some movies in a minute, but you guys been watching any TV series recently? Uh, nothing current. Uh, I just finished watching through eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh, really? I yeah, never, I never a, watched. That's that. a great show. I don't like uh, uh, what's his face so much, uh, but I've never read the book. So let's let's Who? make that let's make that clear. Is, is it Franco? Franco, he's in there, yeah. right? 
Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. He's not my favorite, but the plot and the, the way the story unveils and everything like that, I thought was pretty good. So but I have to be fair, I haven't read the book. I have read the book, and by comparison, the show fucking sucks. Oh yeah. Is it? <laughs> let, let me ask. Yeah. It, I haven't watched the show or read the book. It's uh, Is it because I'll, it like they just throw they just cut it to pieces because to make it fit into like a miniseries? That's part of it. Um, the book is really long. Um, well, it's a Stephen King book, right? I was about to say, and it, it's long for a, it's it's one of it's long for a Stephen King book. Um, it's uh, God, they had to cut so much out, and then they added stuff in that was not necessary. Um, like the 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 character of I understand why they used him, but the character of Bill. Uh, You're gonna have to remind me who that was. I don't remember the, the one yeah. that ends up working with him. Oh, okay, yeah. All that Bill. time, um, he is barely a character in the book. Um, there is there is that the character that he plays for the show that character doesn't exist in the book. I mean, but if uh, you like the show, would you recommend the book as well? If you would like it? the show. The book is so much better. Let me yes. let me ask you. I don't really know much. I know is it an alternate history of JFK's assassination or no? Not no. really. It's so a the, the gist of it is drama. that um, yeah. The gist of it is uh, so James Franco's character or the the lead character in the story, uh, a, a old friend of his, this old guy who's run this diner in their small town for decades and decades. Is that is it uh, in Maine? Of course. Oh, okay. Um, how did, how did he, I guess that? He reveals Not all of them take place in Maine. They don't. A, a lar- no, a large number don't, but many of them do. Um, but this friend of his who runs this diner uh, one day lets him in on this big secret, which is that if you go into like the storage closet in the back of the diner, you end up in... Uh, the timeline is different. The timeline is different from the book in the show, but uh, in the book, it's like 1957 or 1958 in the mm. show. It's ni- it's 1960. Um, yeah. In the book, it takes him longer to get to the time. Oh, so he has to live in the time longer. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Much, much longer. Uh, so the deal is though, is um, it, the, the whole only goes to that one moment in time. And it only comes uh, back from that time too. And uh, and well, what happens is you when you whenever you go, he calls it the rabbit hole. Whenever you go through the rabbit hole, it always brings you to the same moment in time in 1960 for the purposes of the show. Um, then when if you go back to current time, and then yeah, you go you like back through the rabbit time. hole again, it starts over. Oh, so- anything. So if you go back into the past, you can change things in the past and it will have an effect on the present when you get back to it. But then if you go through the rabbit hole again, it resets. Mm. Um, part of the reason good. that I part of the, the reason show. it's more interesting in the book is because of the way that the, the mechanics of that, if you're into the larger Stephen King universe and how worlds work in that, yeah. uh, there's some fucky shit happening with that. Um, which I'm not going to get into right now because it's, it's in depth, but the fact that it starts over at the same moment every time uh, is fucking up the multiverse, essentially. 
Um, but the deal is, hey, is the you're guy, making me want to rewatch the show now. <laughs> yeah. The but the where are the that guy, streaming on Hulu? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. It's a Hulu show. It's a, it's a Hulu original. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the guy. The, the the main plot of the story of the of the yeah the main plot though is that the this diner owner is he has been trying to do something and hasn't been able to and he's gonna die and so he wants this guy to take over for him. He wants him to go back in time and stop Gen- John F. Kennedy from being assassinated. Yeah, he thinks it's gonna like what's going to save the world. Basically, he's trying to save the world by saving JFK. Uh, that if he he thinks that if JFK was never assassinated, all of these other events that happened since then wouldn't have happened. Why? So, the, so you don't think that the ending of the show does the book justice? Because no. normally, I think Stephen King endings are mostly missed and hits. This is one of the best endings to a Stephen King book. Okay. All right. Uh. It, it's a very good ending. And I really they, like the ending they, of the show. They almost but... they they kind of stuck the ending in the show. Like they, yeah, the last couple episodes of the show are rough. Uh, but I did feel like they is it stuck because the you think they're end. just rushing to get to the end? Is that why? yes? Oh yeah, because I thought, they I thought wa- that way too. But they wasted a bunch of time doing other irrelevant things that they then had to rush through the end of it. Mm. Well, is that whole love interest is in there in the show, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I, I imagine that's not a big thing in the book. No, it's a huge part of the book. Oh, okay. Actually. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I, now you convinced me to check out the book. I want to definitely check out the book. I might, have, I might check out the show now. I did want to mention, I forgot. I, uh, I want to talk about Pikmin 4, the other game I've been playing. Pikmin 4. Have you ever played Pikmin before? No, I've never uh, heard of it. What about you, Dave? I've never played any of those. They've they've always been one on the periphery for me. Yeah, they're fun. Um, oh, before we move on all the way, I'll just say my my assessment of the show mm-hmm. as sucking that is that is in comparison to the book. Yeah. It's a good watch. Like it's I, definitely, I thought it was a good sit. I, I really yeah. enjoyed watching it. it. It's a good watch. It's just in comparison, it sucks. But on its own, it's fine. It's a, it's See, a fine I, enough watch. This is where I have the advantage because I didn't read the book first. <laughs> Um, did you guys watch any of the Twisted Metal show yet? No. Twisted Metal? Yeah, the based oh, on the video on, game. On the show on Peacock. Well, I don't have Peacock, Peacock. anymore, so. I watched the first episode because it was free yeah. uh, on Peacock. Uh, and that you show, loved it. I did. Yeah. It was actually a lot of fucking fun. It looks I heard that the show itself, uh, the, I, I heard that the, the, the marketing for the show does not do the show any kind of favors at all. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I agree on that. The marketing um, looks terrible. The The show is actually, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, I know you like your Mad Max dystopian uh, hellscapes. So this might be I mean, up here. Like, Anthony Mackie is, is charming as fucking this. Where'd you go? Hmm. Speaking of uh, Mad Max hellscape TV shows, the new season of Miracle Workers is out. I've been going through that, which is set in a Mad Max dystopian hellscape. Yeah, I, mean, I try to, I try to get into Miracle Workers. It's like it has to depend on the season. Like they mm-hmm. lose me on some on some seasons, and I just don't ever pick it back. This up. one has not been as good. I, I like the uh, the Wild West one when they were traveling across the country. The Oregon Trail that, ones, the, yeah, the Oregon Trail. I thought that was great. 
This one, it's not. I've watched two episodes and they haven't been spectacular, but they had this uh, David Dradmachian. I can't ever say his last name. Plays like this huge um, guy. Looks like he would be in from Dune, like in this big just tar pit that he lives in. And that that's a good episode. That was pretty fucking funny. Um, so what's the premise of the show? Because it's a video game about blowing up other cars. Twisted Metal? Yeah. Our, our miracle workers. No, Twisted Metal. <laughs> Twisted Metal. Um, you know, this guy, Anthony Mackie. He's like a courier. He's a courier, yeah. He... Uh, he only does California, so um, he he gets paid in whatever they use in that time to take stuff from like one walled city to another walled city, so like New San Francisco to New San Diego or some shit like that, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but he gets wrapped into this like this plot and blah blah blah. We don't really know too much yet, but he's been tasked to to go to New Chicago to pick up something and that's where the episode the episode ends him getting to vegas and at the very end of the episode is when uh oh god what's the character's name i can't think of his name now the ice cream truck guy the killer clown guy yeah the killer clown guy i don't know um i gotta look him up but it's played- just, just ice cream clown clown killer guy everybody oh, knows yeah. what you're talking about <laughs> he, has a, he has a name uh sweet tooth thank you it's a terrible uh, name. he it's he's he's voiced by will arnett of course but played by uh the samoan uh wrestler guy i don't remember his name now but yeah samoa joe samoa that's it right there how did i how did i <laughs> i said samoan i didn't put joe together yeah i'm i'm looking forward to watching the rest whenever i can get access to it again. Um, what about Righteous Gemstones, George? Have you been watching that? Uh, I have not watched the new season stuff. Uh, I've watched the first four episodes, but okay. I understand that they had their finale recently. But they I, did. I haven't had time between uh, Venture Brothers and the mass amount of new movies that came out. Yeah. I really haven't made time for my TV watching. We uh we just finished the season on last night, I believe. Um, yeah, this season fucking I I like this season a lot. Steve Zahn's character. I mean, I loved every season. I think it's just a great show. It is. Uh, it's already been renewed for another season. I think it's one of the the funniest and well written shows out there. The characters are so fucking bad that they're good. You know what I mean. I, there's this, there's a whole plot subplot to this uh, the, to the show uh, on the season that some of the characters actually change a little bit. It's very interesting. It's very cool. I have you ever watched the show at all, Dave? No. It's funny. I think you would dig it. Uh, it's I, it seems exactly like the kind of thing that I would like. Yeah. Um, given my background. Yeah, no, exactly. But, uh, uh, I haven't watched any of it though. No. And it's not like the show is, it's anti-religion or even pro-religion. It's just, it's set in that world. You know what I mean? There's no, yeah. it, which is, they could, they could have, it's, uh, that up. Satir- it's satirizing like the profession right. of being a charlatan. The, mm-hmm. And that, that is, um, position neutral on religion as a whole. It, yes. Like, 
there's charlatans everywhere. Everybody uh, in the show, John Gray- Goodman is great. I would call him John Greatman. Uh, <laughs> he's John Greatman. That's his new name. He's now. leveled John, up. <laughs> he's leveled up. He got to. He went from good 40. to great. Um, uh, Walton Goggins <laughs> is fucking fantastic in this show. Walt Goggins is great. In he's always great. He yeah. really is. I regret. That's one of my big regrets of Comic Blues was not meeting him and getting his autograph when he was there, like twenty. 17 or whatever, whatever. I can't remember what year it was, but that would have been, that would have been great. And, uh, Adam divine, man, I, I, I like that guy. I think he's funny. I watched his, uh, when I was working today, I watched his, one of the Netflix movies that he just did called the outlaws. Mm-hmm. There's some funny elements in that movie, but it's exactly what you expect. Terrible. Um, not terrible. Just not great. Which it's just means a, it's terrible. No, it's not. It's it's not as far down the line as terrible. It's a fun. It's a fine watch. It's a fine movie. Um, I think he's funny in it. Uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan is in it, and of course they make the fucking corniest James Bond joke you've ever heard. Like just just straight out. Like, yeah, you look like James Bond right now, and he's like, oh yeah, which one? Which one do you like the best? Number five. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> really? I mean, I get it. That's funny, but all right. Come on, man. Everyone gets the joke. That's why it's funny. I, it's an end joke. I got it. Uh, what about what we do in the shadows? I haven't gotten back into it yet. No, I love that show. I just haven't gotten. I haven't started on the new season yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the show. I just. I think uh, I get uh, – I can't binge that. It's a show I can't binge. Oh, yeah. I don't find that show very bingeable, so I don't watch it in one big setting. Uh, I'll, I watch a couple episodes, and I'll take a pause, and I'll come back to it like a month later. We should all uh, go back and watch the episode with uh, Paul Paul Rubens in The Vampire Council. Oh, I yeah. That, huh? I yeah. forgot he was in that. Yeah, uh, yeah so there's an episode of this – uh, what's Colin? I can't think of the – the the energy vampire's name I can't think of oh, the name now. Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson, thank you. Colin uh, Robinson. He 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 fucking runs for controller because he's just trying to suck everybody's energy. Oh, is he no longer a baby? No, he's not a baby anymore. Uh, okay. Oh, they did de- they dealt with that through the that's yeah. what a lot of last season was was what happens with with Colin Robinson. Yeah, so that's where I am. I, I last time I saw him, he's uh, still a baby. Okay. He grew up again. He grows up in phases Spoiler. through the through yeah. The well, yeah, I kind of knew that was going to happen. I just didn't know when. But yeah, there's been some funny elements in, or funny parts in this season. I, I'm I'm enjoying it, and I'm also trying to catch up on the new season of Always Sunny. Uh, oh, is it yeah. out now? Yeah, I, it's, I, I, think it's I, done I haven't already. seen the newest episode, but I, I've watched the first three. I think of the latest season. I'm gonna be honest. I think there's only like eight or nine. It's not a lot. There's only ever like nine or ten episodes a season. So there's a really there's a really funny episode where they're trying to create like a a celebrity uh, uh, liquor because Aaron Paul. Uh, what's the other guy from Breaking Bad? Um, Cranston. Yes, Brian Cranston. Uh, they keep on calling Aaron Paul uh, Malcolm in Mr. Middle. <laughs> so they they have this they have they have the whole this whole scheme to try to uh, go to this liquor party that they snuck into. Um, 
and try to create, they wanted to create their own, uh, celebrity alcohol, but they put like fucking like nickels in it and shit instead of like, go- like gold from like gold, instead of gold flakes. Like, yes. <laughs> oh God. That's, it's just so tongue in cheek. And like Brian Cranston the whole time is taking shit from Aaron Paul. Like Aaron Paul's like just treating him like shit. And then he, he goes into the whole like breaking bad rant at the end. And then they all get, they're all fucking scared of him. And he stops and he goes acting. I'm like, Oh my God. The shit, the show is great. I'm glad Disney is <laughs> not giving up on it. You know, they, they could have picked that up in there and been like, what the fuck is this? What are we doing with this? It's crazy to me that that is the show that has become the longest running live action right. sitcom. And it's like 20 minute episodes, which is great. Yeah. yeah. I binged, I mean, the first, what, 10 seasons of that? Like right, you know, in the middle of an, uh, our our staycation is what I'm calling it. Um, it was it's a great so- show. Yeah, I, I remember watching it and telling people about it and they go, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, man, this is genius it's about terrible people being terrible that own a bar and it's hilarious and they're terrible just because that's who they are right (laughs) it's great it's weird to uh okay this will segue it's you know when you watch a tv show you watch somebody in a show for so long and you become ingrained that he get becomes ingrained in that character that's how danny devito has become to me on it's always sunny Oh, is that right? Even uh, I, you go back and watch him on other on other shows, and he's like, an, he's a real nice guy, you know. Um, he'd be like, but that's not how he acts on It's Always Sunny. It's weird. That's not how Frank is. Mm. Uh, and that's how his character was in the Haunted Mansion movie was for me. I just kept on thinking of him being Frank from Always Sunny, and it was weird. Picturing him like crawling out of a couch <laughs> naked and rolling around on the floor. Exactly. Um this you is know that he was uh, that the Frank character was just supposed to be like a like yep. a cameo. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be a cameo, but he had so much fun that he just yeah begged them to write him as a character full time. And I think he, he became a producer of the show as well. Yeah, he wasn't yeah, in the first so. season at all. He's barely. in I think he's in the last episode. Yeah, I think it's oh, the last episode. Maybe. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about the Haunted Mansion now? Yeah, has everyone seen it or Dave has not? But I'm, we're going to try to talk about it where we don't spoil it for him because i know he's going to take his family to see it i'm sure cool um i gotta say i liked the movie a lot um i i liked the actors in it i liked the homages that they did to the attraction to other other things um i i don't think it was the best movie but it's the best haunted mansion movie I've ever seen. I think what really killed it was the time period. It came out in July. That I uh, get why. You know, I get why they put it out in July. That way they could have it on streaming and on home video for Halloween. By, by before Halloween. It, that makes sense to me. Yeah, but it but just also they want to get that uh, that movie money. That you, that they, you, you get and more you get more box office sales during the summer than you do during the year. Uh, that in a in a week after coming out a week after. On him this time though. What's, What's that? that? 
So it seems to maybe kind of backfired on them. A little bit. They, it does not make the money back for sure. Well, this is kind of like work operating on the back foot a lot lately. Yeah. Like I everything agree. Disney has put out has either been lukewarm results or bad press. But it also didn't help that it came out a week after Barbie and Oppenheimer. I mean, that is also true. That was just bad timing right there. They did not. I mean,. I would have sort of pushed it back if I was Disney. I'm like, oh, let's wait until a little further in August, maybe. You know what I mean? Because nobody expected fucking Barbie to do that well. I mean, it was projected to do really well, but it fucking blew all that out of the water, you know? Mm. Um, we're going to get to that. that. I think that people were really uh, – I, I haven't seen it, uh, but my wife did a, a Barbieheimer day with her sisters, um, and so I heard a little bit about it, but um, I – I think that everyone got amped over the, the just the weird social phenomenon of yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. But I think that people were then really surprised to find that they actually really liked the movie. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll segue into that real quick. We'll go back to the Haunted Mansion, George. But uh, Kim and I went on a Sunday morning to see Barbie like last weekend. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. It's funny. Um, it's not what you would expect. It, it's so it's so weird. Uh, we went there like at a ten o'clock showing on a Sunday, right? There was so many parents with like their little girls and pink dresses and stuff like that, and there was so much in this movie. It was not for them, like straight up. Um, Barbie talking about how she can't go to a gynecologist. She doesn't have female genitalia. It, uh, that doesn't come up until the very end. No, no, no. Well, earlier when those guys were hitting on her. Well, she, just, she just says, I, I, I only have his plastic part. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, something like that. that. But there was a lot of adult jokes like that. And then the whole, uh, I don't know. It, it's, I I never expected, okay, you say a Barbie movie. How are they going to do that? They did a really good job. Uh, Greta Gerwig did a great job of making a movie that's, that's funny. It's smart. Uh, it, it hits a lot of social justice things. It's, I, I think it's better than it should be for sure. And how can you not like Will Ferrell being a, a fucking boardroom executive? I mean, come on. I think Will Ferrell is my least favorite thing about that movie. Because he did that with a Lego movie, right? Yeah, it was the same one note character, yeah. same thing kind of deal. Uh, yeah, uh, so Haunted Mansion, uh, I liked it, didn't love it. Um, again, Disney's trying really hard to capture what they captured with uh, Pirates. And yeah, it, it just this movie proves that what they really got with Pirates was like lightning in a bottle. It's, oh, yeah. it's just hard to replicate twice. The CGI at parts wasn't great um also i mean i don't understand why didn't they go for a practical ghost effect like the ride instead of the cheap ugly looking cgi ghosts like they did well they did that in the first movie too they looked just the same i okay i like the hot hat box ghost right but why was he the antagonist of this movie they should have really focused on making it constant like the the bride well i I, think because that was already expected i know and and that's also was the original one with eddie murphy she was the main plot line 
and also, if I understand correctly, the Hatbox Ghost was going to be Guillermo del Toro's. It uh, was, yeah, main character as well. I think it would have been better. Yeah, he would. I mean, I didn't really like the the bride in the movie. It, it, it didn't really do it. For she me. had the, she had the best scare in the movie, in my opinion. She did. I just didn't like the character the way the character looked. I don't like the way any of the ghosts look in this movie. I, I think the CGI is too distracting and ugly. One of the one of the ghosts it looked like fucking like the mummy ghost looked like Eddie from Iron Maiden. I was like, that is fucking Eddie. It, it, uh, I will say, Lakeith Stanfield is like acting circles around everybody oh, in that movie. Fuck yes. I, I don't know why he chose this movie to like. I'm gonna flex my acting muscle like I've never have before, but. I mean, I'm glad that he did it. He shows that he can really act, and he's really good at it. Putting Lakeith Stanfield and Owen Wilson together, yeah, it uh, Lakeith is fucking ranch circles around him. Yeah, I I thought the movie was not paced very well. Very well, uh, I felt like uh, like we jumped around way too much, and uh, like the kids' plot line just kind of like felt really flat. And it really mm. could have been a really good emotional moment when it the big thing in the movie happens. Right. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I kind of felt like that was mishandled, but I feel like that probably got chopped up in the editing room. somewhere. Yeah. I, and I agree with that. Um, I also there, am really annoyed that the whole movie is based in Louisiana, but they didn't shoot in Louisiana. Really? <laughs> they shot the whole thing in Georgia. They got, mm-hmm. they got some exteriors from Louisiana. But well, yeah. I mean, when they, there's a tax write-off to shoot in Georgia, so well, also they have a Pinewood Studios in Georgia. So. Yeah, um, uh, but it, it was fine. I think kids. This is like one of those perfect like uh, entry yeah. horror movies for children, like around ten, eight, ten years old. Kids. Yeah, no, I agree. And, um, and if you're a fan, uh, I'm I'm a bigger fan of the Haunted Mansion than I know you are. And if you are a fan of the Haunted Mansion, just from the attraction standpoint oh yeah like there is so much fan service is thrown at you you're like oh that's cool that's cool that's cool yeah the whole movie is like a fan service if you ever ride haunted mansion at least once yeah you'd be like that's really all i want out of it anyway honestly there you go they do some really good uh fan service and it's not so like blatantly like they don't stop the movie to tell you that this is a fan service moment they don't wink at you they do it sometimes like the, the hitchhiking ghost thing. Well, yeah, but there, that was such a quick moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I do like some of the like uh, like smaller stuff, like the uh, the uh, chairs or like the exact same chairs from right. uh, the 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 rooms and the ride. Uh, the first scene, haunting, scare scene, is like the first thing you see in the ride, which is really cool. I thought, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they replicated that really well. The mar- Are you talking about the Mariner? Or? The, the candelabra floating in the hallway. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool. But they did that damn thing, Dave, uh, where there's 999 happy haunts. But there's and only there's, room for one more. They say no, that in the fucking movie. No. I'm like, that's not it. That's not the fucking There's line. room for a thousand. There's room the, for a thousand there's, volunteers. Yes. There's merch that Disney has just put out. I saw this on a video. I'm like, no. what? It's it's that whole Mandela effect that they've bought into. I'm like, hey, guys, you have the attraction there. Just fucking go on it. <laughs> 
Stop, don't approve the merch if it's wrong and don't put it in the movie. Uh, it's, oh my God, why? Hey, Carrie, just to let you know, you're, you're, you're cutting out when you're really close to your microphone. Oh, really? Like, yeah, your peas are cutting. It, your, getting um, some pops. Okay. Well, well, damn it. Just, I won't say any pee then. Well, you're just a little too close to your microphone, I think. Okay, I got you. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's Haunted Mansion. I, I, I might go see it again. I was thinking about trying to see it in one of those, like, D-Box where the, the seats and movie <laughs> shit. But... I think it's a perfect, like, get in the mood for Halloween movie. Uh, yeah. This sits perfectly right there with the Muppets Haunted Mansion. Uh, yeah. I... I I, I think, think this like is the- better than Jungle Cruise. Oh yeah, uh, not as good as the third Pirates movie. So it sits somewhere in there for me. Better, better than Tomorrowland. Well, I like Tomorrowland, but I then it, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland just kind of screws the pooch with the ending. But everything else was pretty good. I was I, I was I was one of the three people that liked Tomorrowland. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it looked great, but it also almost ruined uh, George Clooney's career. Uh, he can he can back in the flash. It's okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that did great for him. Uh, <laughs> um, this reminds would, me though, talking about the talking about ghosts and stuff. I did yeah. watch another movie uh, the other day. Uh, again, it's not a, a current movie. It's from 2019. Uh, but I was surprised by it. Uh, a movie called The Vigil. Oh, um, I haven't heard of this on Hulu. I think it's a Hulu original. Um, it is. It's a like a haunted house style horror movie, but it's it's based in Jewish lore and demonology. Oh, I watched that movie. Yeah, that was pretty good. Really? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not I a it, original. I think it was like one of those small independent movies that just uh, oh, yeah. bought to put on their service or whatever. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, it, you don't get a lot of... Uh, Jewish religious lore and horror movies. Yeah, it's pretty uh, good. And that's what this one is. A lot of the dialogue in the movie is in Yiddish. Really? Um, yeah. But uh, I thought it was for like for what it is. It's it's a you know low budget horror movie. I thought it was quite good. Um, yeah, I, I remember seeing that a couple of years ago. I think I might have to watch this. It's basically as far as I could tell, it was all like practical effects too. Um, which really helped sell it to me. Mm. Um, there's definitely some really creepy moments in it. So uh, it's, it's some, set in a Hasidic community too, huh? Yeah, it's about some, yeah, like the very religious. The main character is, uh, he's, he's part of a group of people who have left the ultra conservative religious or community and so they're they're living just outside of that world now and this guy gets pulled back in because he's a shomer which i didn't know what that was but he he is trained so like in their religious uh, in the hasidic rituals when somebody passes um somebody is supposed to sit with the body right overnight, overnight. yeah yeah right uh and if no family or close friends are available to do that, there are people in the Hasidic community who you can hire to come do it for you. And this guy, the main character was one of those. And 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 it's not only, and it's it's some other Jewish uh, sects too, because I had my, uh, a friend of my uncle, that's what his, he worked 
that's what he did. He would go sit with bodies mm-hmm. after they had passed if there was nobody around to sit with them. Yeah. So that's what this movie is about is this guy who has left the community gets hired at like the last minute to go sit overnight with this uh, body that who has just died in their house and shit starts going weird in the house. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. So I thought Uh, it was good. Yeah. I remember it being pretty good. I saw it when it came out. So it was like a Jewish exorcist. No, there's well, no, I don't think there's any exorcism involved, but But it's, I remember it being really creepy. I'll have mm-hmm. to check that out. Uh, also, I wanted to put my two cents on Barbie. I think Barbie is great. Everyone's having way too much fun in that movie. Ryan Gosling for the win in that movie, for sure. Uh, and and the, the Skrull, the leader of the bad Skrulls was in that movie. Gravit, Gravit. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's also in that. Yeah. But, like He's like a background actor, but yeah. No, no, he's... Not a background background, but he he's like one of the like buddies of Ryan Gosling's right, friends. Right. Yeah, yeah. But he, then, he uh, has like a handful of lines. He doesn't talk a lot. Him and Shang Chi. Yeah, Simu Lu. Yeah. Simu Lu is having also way too much fun in that movie. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that man like have so much charisma on screen. I just thought Simu Lu is just like this dour guy, but he looks like he can have a lot of fun when he wants oh, yeah. to. And uh, I, I honestly think Barbie's like uh, the f- best movie of the summer, probably. It was a lot of fun. I, I will admit that you liked it better than Mission Impossible. I did. Yeah, I thought it was more fun and more entertaining than Mission Impossible. Wow. Did we ever talk about Mission Impossible on the show? I, I don't think so. No. I've, what did you think of it? You're you're the big Mission Impossible fan. I am a big Mission Impossible fan. I think this was good, not great. Uh, as far as the uh, Mission Impossible entry, uh, it really felt like a, a hodgepodge of a movie. It felt like you could feel when they took those COVID breaks to walk away and to come yeah. back. You could feel that in the movie. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, goddamn, can they pull off some fucking stunts? The, right? the, uh, the car chase sequence in Italy is some of the best car chase stuff I've ever seen. Uh, they did my girl dirty when they, uh, they, they kill off a certain character. I didn't like that oh, yeah. at all. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Haley uh, Atwell was great in it though. Haley Atwell was fun. She was a great addition, but if I had to choose between the two, I wouldn't have chosen her. She, uh, I would have. No, she, I, I would. She's amazingly. Rebecca, beautiful. Rebecca Ferguson for the win. Um, um also I, I love how they took all the best stuff from Uncharted and put it in this movie. <laughs> right, the jump of the train stuff. Yeah, yeah, the, the train sequence is uh, like pulled right out of Uncharted. I was like, man, this is awesome. It looks great. <laughs> and Shay was Shay Wiggum. He was in that too. He was like one of the guys chasing him. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah he was great. He's yeah. uh in in a, the season of uh, Righteous Gemstones, if you remember. Yes, he's in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I liked it. I I don't like that we got like kind of a half of a movie. Uh, and that's also like a kind of a review I have for another new movie that I will talk about here in a minute. Go into it now. Uh, so I also just watched uh, the new Ninja Turtles movie, oh, Ninja shit. Turtles Mutant uh, Mayhem. Did you? Okay, wait a minute. I want to go on a prediction here. You are one of the biggest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fanboys that I know, but you also do not like Seth Rogen. I, it's not that I don't like him. I just don't like 
uh, everything that he's done. I don't think he's a smart writer. I think he's a great producer. I think he picks great projects and he picks good people to work on stuff for his projects. For the example, I think he's a, he's a producer on the boys, but he's not a writer on the boys. He's just a producer. And I think he's done the Lord's work with that. And the invincible too. Yeah, well, the invincible it looks a little cheap, but it's still a fun show to watch. Uh, but he's also not a writer on that show, if I'm if I'm correct. Right. There's a, a speaking of invincible, real quick. There's a new, like a forty minute, um, like like short post pilot. Yeah, that just just came out recently, featuring I can't think of the character's name. The Adam Eve. Adam Eve. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. All right, go back to Ninja Turtles. I want, I want to say, the way you started that, that you did not really like it that much. Oh no, that that's not it at all. I had okay. a lot of fun. I think it's a great movie, um, but it's uh, a little hollow, right? Like there's not a lot of character growth. There's not a lot that happens in the movie. Uh, it, if in all honesty, it kind of feels like a half of a movie. Um, hmm. Like when the ending comes, it feels like that's when the movie's really starting, and then the movie's over. Does it feel more of like a like a made for streaming movie? No, not at all. I wouldn't say that. Okay. It, it's gorgeous. It's really cool. I don't know how to explain it. It. I mean, all these new animation movies now owe everything to Spider Verse guys. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I and to be in fact, one of the directors who worked on Into the Spider-Verse worked on this. So, I mean, the, like the, uh, the DNA is there, but if I had to describe the art of this movie is if any one of you guys ever watch Invader Zim. Oh yeah. Okay. I so know, I never did. So it's a great, you, great show. Do you remember how ugly and like grimy that show can look, especially like the human characters? Yeah, everything's disgusting. Yeah, so it's that art style meshed in with the new, like, the Spider-Verse animation style. With this heavy, like, sketch drawing look. Mm -hmm. Like, very painted looking? Very painted look, very sketch, very, like, uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Yeah. But it has, like, that oddball grossness of Invader Zim to me. And uh, I don't, I don't feel like anyone's really talking about that. But I think that is probably one of my most favorite things. And there's this montage sequence where the turtles are uh, fighting, and they're like they're showing like a, uh, they're doing like an old boy reference. And I don't know if you guys ever seen old boy. Oh, yeah. But it, yeah, yeah. There's a really good old boy reference in that movie, and uh, I think it's the standout moment in the movie, and it, it doesn't get enough praise in my opinion. Is um, it something I would like? I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I don't say not watch it. I I think kids will love it. I think if this is your first exposure to Ninja Turtles, this will probably become your new, uh, your new origin for Ninja Turtles. But someone who grew up with uh, yeah. this thing for the past thirty plus years, it's uh, hard to say. Like that's my version of the turtles on there. But that being said. I had a hell of a good time. It's a lot of fun. The score from Trent Reznor is great. Him and Attic, uh, Atticus Ross. Finch. Yeah. Finch? Or yeah, Ross. Ross. Yeah. Ross. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Atticus Finch. 
Yeah. Adventure, that's the guy. That's from the, the book guy. From, yeah. 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 <laughs> he, uh, they, I, I did score. I didn't know did the score. Yeah. Yeah. The score is fucking awesome. It's great. Cool. Uh, the only time it sucks is that their score gets interrupted with like 90s hip hop uh, needle drops, which is not a bad thing, but I like the score so much. I want to hear more of it. So, mm. um, Should, well, let me ask you well, this. this is, the most looking forward to a Ninja Turtles anything that for me yeah. and for a long, long time. Like this is the most excited I've been for anything Ninja Turtles in a Should long we time. And, and that, that definitely that is earned. Like it's definitely better than anything that Ninja Turtles has done since like the 2012 TV show. Should we wait to see it in the theater or on streaming or should we go to the theater? I had fun watching the theater. It was fun to see kids laugh at stuff. Uh, there was definitely some Gen Z uh jokes that how, how long is the movie uh, it's not too long i think it's like two hours or barely two hours you went to alamo right yeah do they have any kind of specialty pizza or anything yeah they do have a specialty menu right now it's like something with pickles on it i'm not a huge oh. pickles i'm not a huge pickles fan so i didn't i didn't get that i'll go for that okay you have to let me know if I, it was I, worth I it. I loathe, I loathe pickles. So. <laughs> I, I love pickles. That's like, which is weird. I fucking hate cucumbers, but as soon as you pickle them, I love them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge weird. pickle fan. I like it on burgers and like Cuban sandwiches, but like by themselves, they're not great. I, I eat pickles out of the jar. Just well, sure. this this might be right up your alley. It's like like Canadian bacon with pickles or something like that. Uh, the spicy garlic pickles, um, they're amazing. Uh, also, another, like, I, I, I'm nitpicking. I, I did enjoy the movie. Yep. Like, if I had to, like, give it a rating out of five, it's like a three or a three and a half. Uh, I want to see it again. Um, uh, but again, I feel like they're adopting that super kinetic feel that the Spider-Verse has, but doesn't have the, like content to back it up like it just kind of feels hollow like they're just riffing to riff you know um uh it is it's fun it is fun to see a lot of weird characters and they lean into the weirdness uh they do alter their origin story a little bit which i don't know again it could be that i am like ninja turtles as a whole is ingrained into my dna so if you try to alter that i'm kind of like you rub me weird you know does vanilla ice show up at all uh his song does yeah the song (laughs) the song does make an appearance okay um they're going for that retro crowd now (laughs) there's there's a lot of stuff that parents will like any parent from like the 30s to like mid 40s you're gonna be like oh this is i understand what they're doing um, but there will also be moments where the turtles are talking to each other and they're saying Gen Z like stuff. And I'm like, wait, what does that mean? I had to Google a couple of things afterwards to find out what they were talking about. Cause aren't the actual turtles themselves played by young teenagers? Kids, they're right? all teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. The, they're, which by the way, thank you. Like, yeah. That seems great. Yeah. They're, they're actually teenagers they are actually 15 years old kids. Um, and they act like they're 15 year olds, which is better, which is awesome. But they, they didn't do Mikey justice. They, 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 they I, I feel like Mikey was not the best. I think he was the only one that was kind of, uh, not taken care of. It felt like they really wanted to shine Leonardo and Donatello the most in the movie. And isn't, uh, Splinter, isn't that Jackie Chan? 
Yes, and that is Jackie Chan. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jackie Chan's great. He's funny. A uh, lot of weird, questionable lines that once you watch <laughs> it, you'll have to tell me what you think. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, it's fun. I enjoyed it. I want to see it again. I'm excited to see it again. Uh, I'm definitely going to buy it. Um, yeah. uh, I don't love it because it's not my Ninja Turtles, but I think this fits really close in there you know, like it's it's definitely worthy of, to be in the pantheon of like the ninja turtles canon it's I, different for sure so go in with like not having set expectations about your turtles they, they are I'm, very I'm, different i'm definitely older than you guys so i remember my turtles was the original eastman layered comics books. Yeah. yeah i actually had some of those early the original comics back in the day yeah i remember I got like issue number two at this weird comic book convention that we got dropped off. And I don't remember what I traded for it or something. It was, I memory is a little fading, but man, I remember having all the, the first run of that series, never expecting it to be what it is today. You know, well, they never expected it to, I mean, it no. was originally created as a joke. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So here we are, you know, 30 plus years later, <laughs> Do you guys uh, want to talk about indie? Indiana Jones? Didn't we I've talk about that? I've actually seen this one. So yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's, seen it. We can talk about it. No longer in theaters, really. When I was looking at movie time, I was like, oh, Indiana Jones is playing like 10.35 a.m. And like, that's it. Well, it's coming like, up oh. on its like 45-day window, so it should be like coming to streaming soon. Yeah, that's probably true. Let, that's, that's also a movie I'm buying on uh, 4K. Oh, yeah. So yeah, once Me that too. comes out, I'm purchasing that. We've sort of discussed a little bit, but let's hear, let's go into Dave's opinion first. Man, I I really feel like I need to watch it again. Um, I so I had a lot of fun watching it. I was enjoying it the whole time I was in the theater. Um. And then I've barely thought about it. <laughs> uh, like two days later, I was like, oh, yeah, there was a new Indiana Jones movie and I watched it. That's right. What happened? Uh, it, it didn't really stick with me, uh, which I hate to say. Um, and I'm, I'm not really sure why. Um, what's your uh, what's your history with Indiana Jones? I fucking love Indiana Jones. OK. Um, and uh I, I felt like one of the guys that I went to go see it with when we were making plans for it, like everybody is going like, Oh yeah, I loved Indiana Jones. I was like, it's kind of a men of certain, of a certain age thing. Like, Absolutely. This definitely is a movie that caters to certain people. I don't think it's for everybody. If you're a, well, what I'm saying though, is that like, if you're a, a an American man of a certain age, you like Indiana Jones. You Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's, just, it's just in there. Yep. It's just ingrained, and uh, and I'm no different. I love Indiana Jones. I always have, um, and I don't know. Um, I I enjoyed it. Uh, it seemed fun, but something felt really something felt wrong about it uh, as well. At the same time, and I'm not sure what it was. Something just didn't quite sit right. I did think that uh, the the de aging stuff was number one there was a lot less of it than i thought there was going to be um i was expecting that a lot of the movie was going to be using the de-aging stuff mm-hmm. uh 
but it, for the most part, looked better than I expected it to. There were a couple of shots that I was like, yeah, y'all should have like <laughs> held back. On yeah. That, um, that but, shot of him running on the top of the train. Wasn't horrible. great. It was horrible. Um, I guarantee they were, they're going to fix it for the home release. But nice. even before that, the, the first time I noticed it, the first time that I was like, ooh, shouldn't have done that, was um, like, right <laughs> after the reveal when they take the hood off of him. Yeah. And some, it's when somebody shines a flashlight in his face. Shouldn't have done that. That looked terrible. I think that that looked fine until he turns his head. When he starts yeah. moving his head, is it's when it starts losing all sense of reality. It gets very rubbery or it looks, yeah, you can tell they're trying to catch uh, up with the, the, I wasn't a huge fan of the de-aging sequence. I think the sequence was a great idea. I felt like it went on a little too long, uh, but I would have loved the sequence to be from uh, the perspective of someone else seeing Indiana Jones do awesome stuff mm. as opposed to being with Indy the whole entire time. Cause I really think that's what was part of the problem is like, they didn't change the voice. So it's a young Indiana Jones who sounds like an 80 year old Indiana Jones. So they didn't even try to change the voice. Uh, And that kind of bothered me. And then like the rubbery face kind of bothers me too. Like I still don't understand how they got Samuel Jackson to look so good in Captain Marvel. Cause to me, I still think that's the best de-aging I've ever seen. Yeah. That was really well done. It's still even in a secret invasion. They used it a few times. It'll look great. It, I just honestly, I believe like Samuel Jackson just time travels and comes back and <laughs> <laughs> does the scenes and goes back. He finds that door. He finds that door in that in that diner in Maine. That's right. right. Yeah, I think one of the things that was um, that was missing in it for me was the 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 live feeling of a lot of the stunt work. Mm. Um, that really, that really kind of hurts it. I think that you that so much of the stunt work is CG assisted or done entirely in CG. I don't think that's um, necessarily true. All that all that car chase car chase stuff is all real. Uh, it's just not Indiana Jones doing it. It's just stunt doubles wearing rubber Indiana Jones masks. Okay, but like, like when they're the uh, when they're in the train going through the tunnel, mm-hmm. and he like pushes him up the guy pushes him up against the roof the ceiling of the tunnel uh-huh that looked like shit that looked horrible. well i, I, I think that's all part of the uh the de-aging stuff that whole that 20 part- minutes of that de-aging sequence like i said that's part i if that's something i could cut out i would trim that up a, a they should have they should have got so, tom cruise even- to do it all <laughs> Even to the extent Tom Cruise that- really did fight on top of a train in the new mission impossible movie on a moving train mind you yep um, but I, but that's part of the thing is like, so like I could, I know that like there were stunts being done by real people, but everything around them doesn't feel real. Mm. So, um, that takes me out of it a little bit too. Um, yeah. cause like one of the things that I always really liked about the Indiana Jones movies was the stunt work. Like yeah. one of my all time favorite movie stunts ever is in the last crusade when, uh, Indy is riding the horse. He's chasing the tank. The oh tank yeah, that's great. It's one of the and few he, things that he actually did himself. Oh, he actually. I don't. I always wondered if he actually. What did this I mean, one. But what it, other character? He rides. He rides the horse up the rise, 
stands yeah. up on the back of the horse and jumps onto the moving tank. Oh, it's one so, of my favorite stunts yeah, yeah. in a movie. The jumping part is a stunt double, but everything every time you see Harrison Ford on a horse and it's like a close-up, that's really him. Okay, yeah. What other character has his own epic stunt spectacular? Stunts in the title that's of the character. also been running for 20-plus years. Well, no, like since like 1989. <laughs> yeah, so it's been uh, running for quite some time. Batman. Has well, he? They, Actually, I don't. I don't think that's still running anymore. No, yeah. not running anymore. But you're right. There was a Batman stunt show at uh, Astroworld yep. at one point. There was one at uh, Six Flags Over Texas. I also I agree with you, Dave. Uh, I do like this movie, and I'm I'm probably a uh, I, I'm for I'm I'm already in the bag. Like you already got my vote to like this movie just because yeah. it's an Indiana Jones movie. Right. Me too. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're right. There was something missing. And for me, when I can walk away from that movie, not really loving any of the set pieces except for the end. Like when yeah. they get to the cave, that's yes. when the, when they get to the yeah. cave and right. they like solving puzzles. I'm like, this is an Indiana Jones movie that I wanted. This is great. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, uh, I think that's the big, that's the biggest thing. Uh, there, there wasn't enough memorable set pieces where they felt like they had they were in peril or they had to do some incredible feats or a chain reaction of stuff happened to allow them to get away from something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there was no big plane that hits the gas can that j- causes a giant leak for everything to blow up, you know? Right, there was no right, weird right. chain reaction like that in this. Um, I did. I liked the, uh, I liked the supporting cast in it. Yeah, um, I yeah I I thought the uh, I can't remember what the his name was, but he was basically fulfilling the gap between Mutt and Short Round. I forget what. The, oh, that <laughs> little kid, uh, the, yeah. the pilot kid. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I liked him quite a bit. He I, was I only thought, there to be able to fly the plane out. <laughs> the new Short Round. That's fine, but he kind of like I said, he he filled that character role of. Yeah, like, absolutely. That. Well, he's. And, and, and he fit right in between those two. He's helping like, us right? short round. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I, that was cool. Um, I I liked the very end of the movie, like the, the the final shot of the movie. I really liked. I thought it was sweet. I thought the it was, uh, the reunion or the hat. The hat. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. I well, but the hat within the context of everything else. Absolutely, I that, yeah. I thought that it was really sweet. I really liked how it ended. So, yeah the the movie would have been like a middling movie, like up there with a uh, Crystal Skull, uh, if that ending wasn't so solid. Mm-hmm. That ending, once they get to the cave and they find that other part of the tablet or the uh, the Archimedes yeah. dial, or whatever. Right. Uh, that's when the movie starts. Like. It goes from like good to like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And especially the, the fact that they don't pull their punches and they do go with time travel. I, I was losing my shit in the movie theater. I saw it. I was like, there's no <laughs> way they're doing this. Oh, my God. They're actually doing this. It was great. I want to see a matchup of this and a Tenacious D, the pick of destiny. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Right? The pick opens the dial or something. Or you have to dial and use a pick or something. I don't know. I think Carrie just wants to see Jack Black and Harrison Ford. And the plectrum of fate. 
That'd be cool. <laughs> I would, I'd be, I would dig that. Yeah. So you're right. It's got to be coming out the stream soon because if it's already Damn, in that window, out. yeah, it's crazy. Uh, while we're doing that, uh, let's move on to George hates metal. I interviewed. Uh, there's this band that I've really been digging recently. I've been promoting them as much as I can and telling everybody about them. They're actually uh, from Dallas area. Um, and the name of the band is Krigsgrove, right? Have you not listened to this band? You listened to Triglov or something last time. I just looked it up. I don't know. This sounds very awfully familiar. Krigsgrove. Um, How do you spell it? K-R-I-G-S-G-R-A-V. Okay, either I've heard this band before, or uh, or we've or we've listened to them on the show before. It's one or the other. I feel like I've listened to this band before. You might have. Yeah, I, that'd be great if you did. Um, I, I probably remember not liking it. Well, we're gonna find out again. Have you heard this, Dave? Yet? No. Okay. I don't think so. Perfect. Uh, I interviewed these guys last night. Justin is their guitar player. Really great interview. It'll be coming out on MSR cast, uh, very, very soon. Our Justin but, is their guitar player. No, not our Justin. I was about to say, when did he learn to play the guitar? Uh, the guitar, his name is Justin Coleman. He's a guitar player and lead vocalist for the band. Uh, really good guy. Uh, great interview. Cannot wait to, for everybody to hear that, but we're going to get into a song from the album fires in the fall, which it's weird to think about. I was talking to Dave about this band earlier. It's very much like we, it's so if you don't know what their style is, uh, George might not know, but they're black metal with doom element, um, mellow death element, nineties, uh, like peaceful goss rock type of stuff, uh, typo negative, all kinds of genres blending into one. It's really, really cool. Um, I want to play, or we'll do a song called An Ever-Flowing Vessel. It's the first track on the album Fires in the Fall. And uh, we'll let you listen to it, George, and we'll be right back. are back to the show so that was the band Krigs Grob with Never Flowing Vessel and I have a feeling George hates metal today <laughs> hates metal I mean that's such a strong word because it's not true uh, personally well, opinionated doesn't like it well I mean it's not my kind of metal this is not something I would uh, gravitate to I don't like these kinds of vocals I also don't like the repetitiveness of it all. Uh, I thought it was just fine. Dave, what about you? First time hearing them? Uh, I think so, but I, as I was looking at their uh, their 
their page. Yeah. Uh, their album from 2021, I think I may have heard. The mm. cover looked, looked familiar, but uh, if I did, I don't remember. Um, this was... Um, I've added the album now to my new releases playlist, so I can come back and check it out. Yeah. More. Um, I am interested. It hasn't really grabbed a hold of me yet, but I can see where this has a lot of potential to mm-hmm. do so. And so yeah. I'm, I'm going to check out more of it. That song that we heard was more, I would say, Agalaki, if that's a, a term that you could use. Sort of, I guess. Um, but. It was weird. Like, there's a song that's sort of like a, a bonus track that's on the digital version, but it's called "When I'm Gone, Let the Wolves Come," and that was one of the songs that I picked when during the interview. And I, because he goes through the whole album of what every song is about and all that, um, talking about the influences and all that. But I was like, man, this song sounds like Enslaved, like a better version of what the Enslaved album was this year. And he's like you got it that's exactly where my headspace was when i wrote that song so okay um yeah you can definitely hear uh like the different influences where and how they blend together to make the band and you know they're, they're a black metal band to start with but you know there's there's elements of amorphous in here there's elements of typo negative and agalock and all kinds of cool stuff and I, I really dig this album, and uh, the should be coming. I ordered it from their Bandcamp page. Only like two hundred were made of the vinyl, so I'm looking forward to that coming. Cool. So, George, you would not uh, revisit this? No, this is not something I'm interested in. Okay, that's fine. It, it's just not my kind, uh, my cup of tea when it comes to uh, metal. What What have you been listening to? Is there anything? that we should know about because sometimes you surprise us <laughs> uh i mean <laughs> i don't know uh i've been kind of going through like a um a punk rock uh listen recently also fugitive uh came out yep. with a few more songs i've heard those uh they're pretty good i've uh, i've jammed them out again recently when i went to the gym yesterday i thought that their their stuff is good it's just as good as uh power Power Trip. Power Trip, thank you. Yeah, if you don't know who uh, Fugitive is, members of Power Trip and Creeping Disc. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like this is uh, the perfect like substitution if you're missing that. Um, I did come across a band that I wanted to play for you guys. Uh, it's called The Toxhards. T-O-X-H-A-R-D-S. Are, are, are you turning the pages on us? Are we reversing George Hates Metal to, to Carrie and Dave? Or probably going to hate what George picked? We absolutely can try. Uh, there's a song I'm, I want you guys to listen to. It's called Angus it called the, Pri- the Prize Winning. Doom no, Doom Bop is a great song. But <laughs> Angus the Prize Winning Hog is the song I want you guys to listen to. And for you listeners at home... You should check them out. They're pretty popular on TikTok, I found out. Apparently, their Angus the Prize-winning hog song has over 12 million, uh, 2 million views on TikTok. Uh, they're an up-and-coming band. I think they're pretty fun, and uh, they're not all that bad. Up-and-coming, that's... Like, they don't have an album out yet. They just have singles, right. so... 
That's what I mean by up and coming. Like they don't have an album out yet. I'm listening to it right now. And first thing that comes to my mind is Mr. Bungle. <laughs> okay, this, this is a uh, uh, <laughs> Oompa metal. Uh, I not all of their songs sound like this, so I'm yeah. going to preference that now. But well, I, would, I, I, I think guess so. I think this song is hilarious, and uh, I actually think it's pretty good. Like it's very well written, very well produced. There, uh, in the car a couple weeks ago, there's a band you're you're playing for me. I know. Uh, was it the new Voyager? Yes, I, I have listened to some of the new Voyager stuff that came out recently. Yeah, and you're digging that? Still? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Um, let me see what songs of theirs was it. Uh, was it Dreamer, I think was the name of it? No, no. It was called Twisted. Yeah. I, really, I really like that song from their new album. I, I think that you have to be in a certain vibe or mood to listen to Voyager because... I don't feel like all their songs hit, but when they do, they really do hit pretty good. Now, uh, there's one band that I don't know if you ever heard of, Dave. Uh, I just listened to them recently for the first time. Uh, Ocean Grave. They have an album called The Buried Inheritance. If you're looking for a really good quality Death Doom band um, that is taking up the mantle of what Opus would have been doing. I think you might really dig these guys. Okay. Yeah, it's a really fucking good album. Uh, Called The Buried Inheritance. Yeah. I'll have to do some digging for it. It is... That album is not on my preferred... Gotcha. ...subscription service. So... All right. Well, uh, I think that's about going to wrap it up for this episode. We have one. Uh, we got, I guess we have to do what's tickling our geek. Do you guys have anything tickling your geeks? Sure, of course. It's your segment, dude. Let's let you go first. Are you, are you guys ready to go with that segment? Y'all got, guys got something? Um, or is it just going to be me today? I don't know. Maybe we'll figure okay. that out. Okay. Well, I got a couple of things, so I, I can pad here. So. What's tickling geek, tickling my geek this week is uh, I just recently found out that For All Mankind Season 4 is wrapping up and will be premiering soon. So that means it will be coming out this yes. year. Okay, I'm jumping on that one. Yeah. Are you, but are you? Sh- how is it doing that with the with SAG-AFTRA? Story? Oh, it's been shot, right? They're, they're, they're mixing the final soundtrack and the music right now. So that's but I usually this- the last step. But I hear the even though shows that are, are in the can, so to speak, that they're going to hold off on a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't I think I, I don't think Apple TV will do that, but I could be wrong. Uh, I just saw I just saw the cast of For All Mankind on uh, an episode of Carpool Karaoke on on Apple Plus, and it's really weird because right. Joel Kinnaman cannot sing. Well, he's an actor; he doesn't need to. It's it. You should watch it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, and then uh, my uh, second thing that I wanted to talk about is, I don't know if you guys have noticed or heard, but Venture Brothers has a movie out. Have you watched it already? I've bought it. I, I pre-ordered it when it was available. I pre-ordered it like two or three months ago. You've watched it? Oh, yeah. I, I, as soon as I was done uh, doing my super rewatch of all of the venture brothers. Yeah. I immediately just rolled into the the movie, which I think 
is the best way to uh, to do it because uh, it feels pretty seamless. Yeah, uh, I love and hate the movie all at the same time. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I like the movie, uh, and I feel like Venture Brother fans will love the movie. Uh, unfortunately, if you've never seen an episode of the Venture Brothers, this movie's not for you. So stop, watch Venture Brothers, and then roll right into the movie. You'll for, you'll thank me later. That makes sense. Um, I, I can't say that I've seen every episode, but I've seen a lot. You should start from the beginning because it all ties together. It's all great. It's one great big mythos, and uh, I love almost all of it. There are a few episodes that I don't. When does Johnny but, Quest show up? Uh, I want to say like season three that he has an appearance or two. I think I remember that. He has a small appearance in two, and then he becomes like a reoccurring character. And okay. he's not Johnny Quest. He's Action Johnny. Same difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you potato, know, potato. Well, licensing and stuff, you know? They, <laughs> yeah. The Scooby-Doo gang is in there for a singular episode. But, which, but I mean, that show is based off Johnny Quest, basically. Oh, like, I mean, well, it makes fun of like those that, kinds of adventure yeah. cartoons from the from that era, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's how it started out, and then it be, kind of became its own thing really quick, and, uh, and that's when the show really shines. The movie is great. Unfortunately, it really does feel like you're watching chopped up pieces of a uh, a whole season of TV. Mm, um, they, they basically took what would have been season eight. Uh, and boiled it down to a 98-minute movie. Gotcha. Uh, which bums me out, like because you can really feel it in the, the pacing of the story and some of the characters. and um, But the, there is some really great send-off moments. It's very funny. Uh, and it's, you know, supposedly uh, the, uh, the creators are urging fans to write to uh, Max and... Uh, Max Discovery to uh, possibly uh, convince them, like, hey, if these cells are doing well, give us I mean, another half season or a season, and then they just lost finish it one, like 1.8 million subscribers or some shit. I don't know. Whatever. They'll get it back once they launch the Harry Potter thing. Don't worry. What about you, Dave? What's uh, tickling your geek? Uh, mine's still kind of a little ways out, but... Uh... Got actually about a month out still, but uh, two big concerts back to back. God damn it! You picked mine. Yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. It's a good. It's going to be a good weekend that weekend. Uh huh. What concert is it? What the, uh, Friday, right? Uh, I don't have anything on Friday. I have Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday. Okay. All right, that's better for me. Go ahead. I, I'm I'm on the same page you are. Okay, but you have a Friday. No, I don't. I thought it was. I was. Oh, okay. I remember it was two weekend, two nights and one weekend. I just couldn't remember if it started. Gotcha. Or... So uh, Saturday night, um, September second, uh, Ghost in a Monomarth. Um, always enjoy seeing Ghost. I've seen a Monomarth. Oh, so I'm seeing times. Ghost that as was... well. That's in September. Uh, yeah, I am going to that show. It's in September, yeah. right? It's yeah. going to be a Metal Geeks outing. There it's you go. Uh, Amon Amarth was my, uh, mine and my wife's first, uh, official date was, so, uh, we, That's cool. we go back and we go back and see them frequently. We're going to try to, we're going to, we're going to try to row. So yeah. Are you? Yeah. Well, maybe we got, we have a lawn seat, so 
What do you mean you're going to try to row? I don't understand. So they, you have it's to Google a crowd the, participation. Yeah. Thing. So people, instead of like, look up rowing uh, at a Mono Mars concert, um, a bunch of people will di- just pretend like they're on a Viking ship and just row. Is they it all that during at, between uh, a certain song or? Uh, I don't know. It's a great question. Probably they have that um, that Viking ship song that came out a couple years ago. Mm. I'm sure it's definitely going to happen there. What about the next people night? Did that at, uh, people did that at Ailstorm as oh, well. Oh, I bet. So, uh, so then uh, the next night is uh, Danzig, Behemoth, Twin Temple, and Midnight. Yeah. That's such That's an really eclectic cool. and killer lineup. Yeah. It's all over the place. But I've never actually gotten to see Danzig before. Oh, really? So. Hopefully he doesn't throw a hissy fit and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him multiple times. Does that times. happen often with him? Yes, it does. It has happened, yeah. We saw him <laughs> last year when they, when they with some misfits. I saw him on a couple of the different Blackest of the Black tours, but I saw him back in the 90s as well. Um, I think on on this album, maybe it might have, or he's playing Danzig 2 Lucifuge, right? Uh, the first album. I can't remember. I know he's doing one of the I albums. Think I, I thought it was the first one. I Might thought be. it was the... Um, yeah. yeah, I've seen him multiple times. He's, he's always fun. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen Behemoth in a while. Uh, Kim loves Twin Temple, so... Uh, so, I'm trying to remember... Maybe I think it was... I think Oh, I think they were with Ghost when they came through here yes, before. Yes, that's right. Um, we didn't go to that show. We were, Ghost and Mustard, we were right? in... Uh, we were in the lobby through like all of Twin Temple's set. We didn't actually get to see them. Oh wow! So, first time uh, and uh, I've admitted, maybe I've admitted this before, but the first time that my wife and I have ever slow danced was at the Winningham's wedding uh, to a Twin Temple song. <laughs> I finally got convinced to do it. And how many years were y'all married to at that point? Um. Over, I don't know, 10, 12, 14, 15, something like that. Wow. Didn't even do that. First time slow dancing, huh? Yep. You have to get the right song or the right doo-wop 50 satanic band. Metalheads dance from the neck up, man. (laughs) That's true. You Uh, you all can't do a little jig? Maybe. Yeah, I might be going to. Uh, I'm not sure yet, but Saturday night, uh, as we're recording this, uh, the James Rivera's Metal Wave is doing like their CD release. So Maurice and all those guys. Um, oh yeah, that'll be fun. Um, it's it's like a five dollar show, but the following weekend is the record release for the new Necrofire. Yeah, I've got that on my calendar. Uh, That's the same night as our event. At the Houston Horror Film Fest, so yeah, I'm thinking maybe after we uh, do the podcast, we can head over to see Necrofire. I mean, that'd be a great day. I might yeah. do that. I don't remember where's Necrofire playing at. Do you remember where that show was at? Black Magic. Is it Black Magic? Okay. Yeah. Cool club, not my favorite location. Yeah, I haven't made it over there yet, and part of it is just where it is. Um, yeah. It's but, it's better to like it's the parking is really bad in the area, yeah. so it's probably better just to even Uber in or take a take the train. And the train is right there, so the that's the metro. 
Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah. You, I, I'm, I'm, I'm piggybacking on both your guys geek tickle. So <laughs> the concerts and then I already forgot what you said, George for all mankind and venture yeah, brothers. That was it for all mankind. That was it. So yeah. Love that show. Came it's a great show. It. I'm excited for the new season. The best show nobody ever talks about. Or watches. <laughs> or watches. <laughs> They're going to be in the 90s in the season, I believe, right? Yeah, it always jumps like a whole decade. Yeah. So last season was in the 80s, so that would only make sense if it's in the 90s or late 90s. All right. Well, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you guys for hanging out with us again. Uh, you can find us all over the interwebs at Metal Geeks on all kinds of places. I was going to say Twitter, but uh, whatever. You can, say, all you can say it threads now, right? We're, we are on threads. Uh, we're on the X brand, whatever that is. We're on Facebook, Instagram, all those places, metalgeeks.net, and any place where you download your uh, podcast or your favorite podcatcher to search for MSRcast or Metal Geeks, and we are there together. Um, that's it for me. Uh, oh, yeah. Two other things. Check out the Metal Geek Society on Facebook now. And if you're playing Diablo 4, come join the Metal Geeks crew and uh, come see, kill some demons with us, you know? It's a good time. Oh, is that what you do in Diablo 4? Mostly, yeah. Uh, I've never played. Yeah, a lot of demon killing. It's fine. What about you, George? Uh, you can find me on all the social medias at George Tripsis. Uh, I, I think it's called Xing now, so that's 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 what I'm doing. I'm Xing. You need to might maybe go see somebody about that. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, uh, go ahead and follow me at Red Viking Dave on things, and uh, wait on the edge of your seat to see if I ever update again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, hanging out with us again tonight. And as always, one last thing we have to say: uh, you can't leave. Don't leave the hat behind. You always got to have the hat, and the or, or you'll turn into the hat box ghost. Throw me the whip. Yes. Throw me the idol. <laughs> throw you the whip. Uh, cowabunga. <laughs> That's a good one. Cowabunga, dude. Cowabunga, dude. And, uh, you know, keep it metal, keep it geeky, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I guess we'll keep it metal this time. Keep it cowabunga. Keeping it cowabungas. All right, guys. Good night. Bye. Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.